Hi, everyone. This is Anna from Survive HR. Dad, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Anna. It's good to be back with you. Yes, it's always good to see you. Um, I see that you're back in the office today in Anderson. I am down in my office, actually working in my real job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, there you go. There you have it. Well, I guess before we get started today, Dad, I think we want to take a minute to talk about our sponsors, our RWP. I know that we've been teasing it for a while, but we really are getting ready to launch the webinars um, and things like that, which she's doing a lot of those webinars. I know that Dr. Jeff Moore will also be doing some, John Pryor, and then um, most likely we will have Lori Lane who will be doing that as well. And all of you guys have experience from a variety of different um you know, whether it be corporations, Jeff has more of that educational background, but also has um, a background working with places like Walgreens, et cetera. Um, but if do you want to talk a little bit more about that, Dad? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really great um, series. And the great thing is that, you know, as you go into the new year and think about how can we develop our people, help them, keep them engaged, uh, help them and they're learning their quest to learn more. This is a great way. It's a very inexpensive program. I think for all the sessions, I think there's seven of them, if I'm correct. And there's it's $350 and then yeah. $70 per individual. But I think it's a wonderful way to sit in your office or at your home office or wherever you're working from and take an hour or so to learn something that maybe you don't know and, and be able to engage with other professionals. So it's going to be interactive. It's going to be fun. And and then from there, we'll, I'm sure they'll build on more programs later on. And I believe even we're even going to have a, dig, a digital badge that will can be identified. You can click on it and figure out what people have been trained in as, uh, and, and their leadership skills. So it should be a great, a great program. And I really appreciate RWP, uh, our sponsor, coming up with this program mm. uh, help, uh, to help emerging leaders out there because there are there just aren't enough really good leaders. And the whole uh, quest and purpose of RWP is to help leaders be better in every respect. And one reason this is a really unique opportunity is a lot of what RWP does is in-person trainings. Now, there are huge benefits to being in-person for training as well. They do have those opportunities too. But for those who can't make it to in-person trainings, this is a great opportunity for you to still get that leadership and development training that you're seeking, um, but to get it in that online format. So that's why they're creating it as well. It's going to be opened up to more people. Um, and so we're really excited about it. Another thing I did want to mention is the investigation side of RWP's business. Um, this is a newer thing that we're also going to be launching soon. I think they've already been doing some work there, but they're going to kind of officially be putting it out there pretty soon. And so, Dad, if you want to talk about, more about the investigation. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a really, I mean, RWP is a quality organization. Everything they do is, is really top of the line, and they do heavy lifting. I mean, their organization doesn't do what most companies do. And so they've got an investigatory or investigation segment. They'll do uh, corporate investigations for you. And really, the, the good thing about it is that almost all the people that do these investigations are attorneys. So right. they're very capable on the legal side. They're very capable on the investigation side. You don't you won't have to worry about uh, uh 
accidents or mistakes being made in the process. You won't have to worry about something being incomplete uh, or not thorough. I mean, this is a top notch. So if you have an investigation that you don't feel comfortable with doing internally, that you believe needs, you know, for whatever reasons, because some of these investigations, as you know, can be very, can be very um, sensitive. And so mm-hmm. some real professionals to come in and do that. So there's not the political issues in, inside and that you've got the most competent people possible to do it, to be as thorough and, and accurate and, and um, technically uh, or legally technically correct in every way. I would recommend RWP and they've got a website you can go on. I don't, I think it's, is yeah. it R, is it RWP? rwplead.com. RWP.com. So yeah, go on there and check that out. And if you need any of their services or, or have questions, I know you can contact them and get your questions answered. Great company. Well, I want to go ahead and get started on to our surviving topic for today, Deb, because I'm actually very excited about this one because I think we're probably going to have some different opinions on this just due to the fact that we are different ages and things like that. Um, I mean, I'd be interested to hear, you know, during um, when you were working at the corporate office and you were kind of starting off your career, what sort of benefits companies offer that interest to you, right? Because the benefits are starting to get more, dare I say, outrageous or they seem more um, out there, maybe outlandish than they used to be, right? The benefits now that people are looking for are not just health care, maybe a day where their family could come to the office or like bring your kid to work day. What people are looking for now are things like, I mean, I was reading this article and that you sent me and one of the things was they were offering up a fashion subscription service so that people could you know, wear like nice new outfits all the time. Now it was a fashion-based company, so that kind of makes sense, right, for their organization. But I'm very curious, you know, to hear a little bit more about when you were starting out in your career, what sort of benefits were people looking for? And, you know, how has that changed? And, you know, really what should companies consider when they're thinking about a benefits package for their employees? Well, it's really a good question, and I think every company has to look at it from you know what what's best for them and their employees. Okay, it's not a one size fits all, and I can tell you that with the economic situation we're in, particularly with inflation right now, more and more people are really looking towards. I mean, compensation is 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 taking a higher place, and I guess in, in the minds of employees than say status was in the past. So working for an elite organization or a premier workplace, if, you know, that's well and good. A lot of people used to like that, particularly when I was uh, first starting out in my career. I mean, I'm, and I teach it in school, you know, there's, there's um, pedigree companies that you would want to work for, pedigree organizations, because if you've worked for them, that means a lot, a lot, and it will mean a lot to you in your career. But but more and more people are bypassing those kinds of pedigree companies or big name companies if the pay is better at a lesser company. Mm. So, but you know, when you think about it, okay, how long and, you know, are we just going to keep spinning in this endless cycle of 
giving pay raises. Okay, I'm giving this pay raise now. Another company's giving another pay raise. And so you just spiral these wages up. Most companies can't do that. They can't compete that way. So that means they have to come up with other unique offerings to attract people in. And, and quite frankly, you know, there's another problem. And I think we've talked about this before, and it's getting people back to the workplace. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. folks are uncomfortable working at home that some right. of the perks and some of the incentives actually serve maybe a dual purpose, one in getting people back to the office, and the other is is kind of distinguishing them, giving them something that, that maybe another company wouldn't necessarily offer them that would help attract in the kind of people they want. But to your point, you know, when you talk about a subscription for nice clothes, I think that goes, I mean, it's something that people would like, but effectively, if you think about it from an economic perspective, that is a that's a very unique way to help people really dress up and look nice and feel confident and all that sort of thing um, without them having to incur the cost mm-hmm. of those because they can get them, you know, or they can rent them basically or whatever they're doing, you know, kind of rent them. I guess that might be the right word and then kind of, you know, wear them a mm-hmm. time, whatever it is, and then turn it back right. in. So it's kind of a yeah. unique thing. Yeah. Well, goes- I think that you touched on this, but I think probably – the biggest thing is, um, you know, getting people back into the office and how are you going to do that? Because a lot of companies are looking to bring people back into the office, which that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation for another day, probably. Um, I think it makes sense for some businesses. Obviously, there are businesses where you have to be in the office, manufacturing, you know, anything where you're um, anything like that, you know, construction, et cetera, obviously a job where you have to be there. Um, but I do think that remote is probably the way of the future. But if you do want people to start coming back into the office, incentivizing them for that can be, I think that's a huge challenge. I think probably my favorite thing list on here, you probably won't be surprised by this dad was, um, the pickleball court in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge pickleball fan. And I saw that this one company, I think it was Synchrony, they decided to build two pickleball port- courts in their parking lot. It was interesting. They said that they actually said that this was a huge part of what ended up getting people back into the office. They said that they've doubled the number of employees coming back into the office over the past few months just by adding those two pickleball courts and giving them space to go out and play a match, like one match during the day. Um, You know, I think that that's something I want to touch on. I think it's really important, you know, like where I used to work, they had a foosball table and they had a ping pong table. It was in the cafeteria. So it was kind of frustrating because it would get a little bit loud if people were in there. But I liked it when I saw people coming down and playing and taking time out of their day to do that because there's something about playing a game or for a lot of people, not for everybody, for some people it's reading a book, but there is something about playing a game that kind of helps to get your blood flowing a little bit, maybe helps to give you some space in the computer. And I think one thing that companies have to recognize is if they are going to ask people to come back into the office, still giving them that flexibility to go out and play a game of pickleball like Synchrony is doing, or if they have a ping pong table at the office or whatever they want to do, if they give them that space to go and do something in the middle of the day to kind of break it up, it's going to be a lot more likely that people are going to be willing to come in because that's the benefit of working from home. 
is yeah. you can have space, you know. Right. Right. And it also, I think there's um I mean, and I know you were telling me that less than you were reading something that less and less people care that much about workplace relationships. Yeah. I mean, you know, friendships and things, but I do help think it helps camaraderie. It establish it helps, you know, relationships uh, uh, be established because you've got something in common. They enjoy playing. You know, there's a, a kind of along those same lines. Um, is uh, one of the other points was the was paid intramural participation. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I know that your brother, uh, one of the first jobs he had was with a, a smaller a small law firm, and they didn't you know they didn't really compensate that great. But one of the things he loved about it was an intramural sports, mm-hmm. and he really really enjoyed that quite a bit. And the twist on this one is that they're actually paying people to participate. So they'll give them some, some money, uh, you know, to encourage them to participate. And when you think about it, both that pickleball, anything like that actually helps contribute to the wellness of the, of the workforce. I was thinking too. Yeah. I think that, you know, cause a lot of companies talk about the health and wellness programs. And if you are going to really encourage that, you know, why not? I love that they put the pickleball courts, they're literally right there. So you can just step right outside. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to go. You don't have to really go anywhere. You're just going directly into the parking lot and doing something to get your blood flowing. Um, I think the intramurals is interesting. I will say the only thing that I think is a big challenge for companies and that I see as a big challenge too, is that people are so different. I mean, you know, intramural sports for Michael was an ideal thing for, for my brother. Um, but for some people, intramural sounds like the last thing that they would want to spend their time after work doing, right? Um, so how do you kind of counteract that, you know, by creating programs that maybe appeal to more people? Or is that not really the goal of these programs? No, I think I think well, it is a good point that you make because, um, and it's something that every HR professional needs to be thinking about. It's when we do our employee relations type activities and put these programs into place. Obviously, not everybody that's not going to appeal to everybody. So, organizations really need to think about what are they offering. And and the one thing I always tell people, and I don't care, you know, what generation you're in, uh, if you can make your programming. A, you know, attractive to various segments of your populations, not not think of it as everybody's going to do something, but think about what segment. But anytime you can involve the family in in something, uh, some mm. act, I think that's a positive because the family will then think positively about the organization um, that the, the family members working in and think and, and encourage the person. And I think it's all it really helps in retention. I know that when I left uh, Michelin years ago and you were just a little girl, mm-hmm. you asked me for like three years if we were going back to the Easter egg hunt that mm-hmm. they have at um, Michelin. So it's little things like that. It didn't take a lot of money or time or effort or organization to put together, but the but the kids liked it so much and parents always like it when their children are happy. And so, you know, people, 
HR professionals need to really think about that, think about it in a holistic fashion as to what they're offering. You know, another thing that's interesting and kind of goes back to the whole, um, but it, it shows another dimension, but it's also a wellness as well as a, an environmental thing, all these things. Uh, there's a company, uh, I think it's a coal, coal, a Cove Tool Company that actually ha- pays people to walk, ride a bike, or take a bus into work, yeah. pay them $50 monthly. So you hear about a lot of companies that'll pay so much for parking or whatever, or, you know, give people that. But I think it's an interesting twist to say, we'll actually pay you to, you know, to walk, ride a bike or whatever, you know, to work instead of driving a car. And that way you, you hit on the environmental issues that people are concerned about, you know, pollution mm. or um, CO2 emissions, carbon dioxide, you know, uh, uh, pollution, um, and health. You know, you cover all mm-hmm. these areas. Plus, you get money. So you get money for not spending money. You don't spend money in, if you if you're not driving your car, if you're walking, or if you're you're riding a bike. Uh, you get fifty bucks a month. I think that's a pretty nice and creative way to hit lots of little points with 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 uh, different aspects of your workforce, even if. For example, and this is another thing about employee relations that a lot of people don't really understand. You can, you know, if you have pickleball or you have intramural sports or you have, you know, whatever it is that not maybe you as an individual is not not participating in. But there is kind of, I think, um, you know, a tangential effect of pride for the comp- for the organization. So mm. even you're not able, let's say you've got a disability and you can't participate in pickleball, but you see that the company's providing that for, for the employees. It's a feel good. It makes you feel good about yeah. the employer that they've got these things and offering these things. Um, and so that's, I think that's another nice benefit to having some of these programs. Right. No, I completely agree. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's always benefits to having multiple programs. I mean, I think that even one program that I enjoyed, and I heard somebody talk about this recently, was, um, you know, I think that there's sometimes partnerships that you can do with local businesses. Uh, one was, I think it was the Adidas store or the Reebok store that's local here. Um, they do, with they, they partner with a lot of companies to offer 50% off. Um, like it's every three months or something that we would get a 50% off thing. And, you know, I think that that's a benefit. Some people really would enjoy that. Some people would never use it. I never used it, but some people did. So I think that having multiple options for people um, is very important. And I think that the health and wellness of your employees um, is an important thing to think about. About. And so having those options as well to be active and, and all of that is is a huge thing because I think a lot of people are more aware of their health and things like that now than they used to be. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing that if companies, you know, there's lots of companies doing this that I think it really benefits employees, you know, short term and long term. And I think means a, would mean a lot and, and differentiate you. And that is financial planning. You know, mm. offer that for maybe their top executives or something. You know, people raking in the most income, but really everybody. If you had that benefit and offered financial planning, financial planning services to all of your workforce, mm. very nice because so so 
there's so few people that really have the, you know, the financial acumen to right. really know what's best for their finances. How can they optimize return on their investment, return on their 401k, what they need to look, you know, if they want to retire at some point, what will they need and how best to get it? And if they, I mean, typically financial planning is, is probably an 800 to a thousand dollar a year call. Right. These people wouldn't occur thinking they don't really have any real finances to plan for. So um, having mm-hmm. that is something obviously. So if you can't participate in pickleball and you can't participate in intramural sports and you can't, you know, you, you, you know, you can't ride a bike or walk to work, or whatever the whatever the other options are, any of these things. That is something that every single employee, if it's a free right. state, could potentially really benefit from. And I think one that the, you know, workers uh, and workforces as a whole really need, no matter what level right. they are, particularly in today's environment where, where you know, things cost more. It's, it's really more expensive to live and you've got to, you don't have a, as much money to, to waste as maybe you used to have. Right, right. So I think that, you know, to conclude, what I'm hearing is when it comes to these benefits packages, really, I think your company has to consider who are we as an organization and what would really now um, benefit our specific employees, right? Like, I really love, I think the fashion one was fascinating to me because that actually, if I was expected to look a certain way if I was working for a fashion magazine or something, it would be a lot of money to go and be buying all the trends every single month. So the fact that they're offering that subscription service, that's a really cool benefit for their specific organization. That wouldn't make a lot of that wouldn't make sense in a lot of places. Um, but from what I'm hearing, it sounds like probably the three most important areas to consider past regular health care, maybe 401k sort of benefits are, you know, your family, like family. Um, health and wellness, and then the financial side of it. You know, we're talking about family, maybe having a family day, um, or say that you don't have children, right? Just an opportunity for you to bring your your husband or to bring your wife or to bring your partner, et cetera, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Um, and then we have, um, you know, you could bring nieces and nephews or whatever that looks like, siblings, et cetera. And then we have, for the finances, you know, thinking about financial planning services that you can offer up as a benefit to employees. Now, that would be something that's beneficial to all of them. And then thinking about the health and wellness, there's a lot of different options there, whether that's a monthly gym membership or you have a gym at the office or you have pickleball courts, which I talked a lot about. Um, there's different options that you can offer up there as well. Is that in line with what you were thinking now, those three important yeah. areas? It is. I would just say that the companies need to be creative and think kind of out of the box, you know, Um, you know, just quickly, one of the things that I've actually done and and people may have, some of the listeners may be aware of this, but I think it's a very simple thing. And it was a way to really hit a lot of little buttons and, and make uh, some, some good points from an employee relations perspective is uh, I decided several years ago that I wanted to send out birthday cards on people's birthdays. Hmm. I mean, that's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of work if you think about it, or you can do it different ways. But uh, I, what we did is we had a contest. We had a design birthday design contest for the kids 
and or mm. grandkids of the employees. And then we would ch choose different ones. And there may be three different ones. And we might use the message from one on the inside and maybe the picture that somebody had drawn on the outside or whatever. And then we gave prizes for the kids that did it. And on the back of the card, we put the name of the child, the age, and the then who, like if it's, you know, granddaughter of so-and-so or son. I do remember these cards. I do yeah. remember these. And I would sit there basically, you know, I might be watching a football game or, you know, over the, you know, the holidays or something and just sign, you know, personally write a note and uh, thanking the employees for their work and their efforts and stuff. And we send those out on their birthdays and um, got a lot of positive feedback. But if you think about it, you're hitting several things that way. Another thing that we did is we had actually a print shop. And so I would say, Think about your company and what you have and what benefits that may be in, in kind of outside the box thing. And we had a print shop that we used for catalogs and things. And so there was a local theater and their biggest expense was doing their their um, uh, programs, you know, printing their programs and printing their materials for advertising. So what we did is I said, OK, we'll do it. We'll reduce the cost of it. And basically we did it for cost. So we didn't lose any money. And we did all theirs, and then they gave us one night in the theater for free. So we would always right. probably get to pick the show, and I think you may have went went to a couple of those shows. I've been to a couple and, of those, yeah. And, uh, and they were wonderful. You know, we'd have some intermission and things to eat and that sort of thing. But again, it was really no cost to the company. It benefited the theater, and and I turned it into an employee benefit. So I would just say, think outside the box. How can you do things that will benefit employees be low cost and you can get a lot of mileage for. I love that. I love that. Well, it was a pleasure getting to talk with you today, dad. Well, Very interesting topic. I mean, I, I'd be curious if people can let us know what the most interesting benefit is that they offer to their employees. I would be interested to know that. And I'm sure other people would be as well. Um, because this is definitely a hot topic now. Um, and something that a lot of companies are, you know, continuously taking a look at and trying to figure out. Yep. It's an evolving uh, and, uh, you know, it never, it'll never end as long as there's any creativity left, left in people. Because just <laughs> some of the examples we use right. today, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's an infinite number of things you can do. You just have to be able to think of them and kind of understand your employees and what's going to work and what's not going to work and your demographics and all those things. Correct. Correct. Well, thank you so much. And guys, don't forget about what we talked about earlier with our sponsors, RWP. I'll put all that information in our um, bio with a link to our website, as well as a link to the um, ticketing site so you can start um, looking into that webinar opportunity. Anyway, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Anna. See you later. And thanks to all our listeners for listening. Bye.